how about global thermonuclear war? Ah! You don't scare me. Work on it. All right, welcome back. 11 minutes out to the hour of 9 o'clock. So uh, we always love having our next guest on, Christopher Healy, executive director of the Connecticut Catholic Conference, also former head of the Republican Party here in the state of Connecticut. Before we get to what you want to talk about, Chris, uh, any thoughts on the uh, the new Republican chair? Yes, uh, I'm. well, thanks for having me on, and, and thanks for giving me a little time before that uh, Carpenter's bumper that you ran. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, the Republicans made a great choice in Ben Proto. He's a, a, someone I've known a long time. Uh, uh, I'm, po- I'm close personally and politically with him, and as they say in the in the business, when I was active, uh, we've done a lot of great things together. Ben is, a, I think, the right person at the right time, and I think uh, Republicans everywhere should feel confident that he knows what we what Republicans you know need to do to be more than a viable party, but to be a majority party. So I think he'll... Uh, He'll do a good job over the next couple of years, and you know that's that's good for the that's good for the state as well as yeah. as for the Republican Party. I, I agree. We need to get a little bit more on even footing when it comes to uh, legislative numbers. Numbers, anyway. All right, but you're not here to talk about that today. Uh, well, this week is Religious Freedom Week. Tell me a little bit about this. Well, uh, we would like to think that uh, every day or every week is religious should be about religious freedom. I think you know too often we 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 negate. This to understand that the founding of our country was based on religious freedom. That's why people came to this world, the new world, uh, to explore and to, to uh, exercise their religious beliefs that they couldn't in, in the old country, in Europe, in Britain, and other states. And every day, you know, people of faith, whether they're Catholic faith or others, uh, are faced with, you know, the growing power of the secular order and government and this week we're talking a little bit about you know how religious freedom is is even more important to people as we sort through our lives every day. Everything is sort of based on that ability to to worship, to and to pray, and not just you know in the days that we set aside for it formally, but in each day, and how we look at wor- the world and how we place our values and principles to, to start our lives and to carry them out as good people. Uh, and unfortunately, you know what's going on in Washington, in particular, uh, is the the threat of that. And that we talked about before, which is it was called House Bill Five, but now it's in the Senate under Senate Bill Three Nine Three. And you know, of course, oddly, it's called the Equality Act, and there's really very little in it that's about equality. And for those who are listening, you know, whether they're Catholics or or Jews or uh, Protestants or any faith. Uh, they should be concerned about this bill, and they should, you know, reach out to Senators Blumenthal and Murphy to talk about it, uh, because it 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 really fundamentally changes the religious freedoms that we and it impinges on them in in numerous ways. And you know, for Catholics, what's particularly uh, egregious is that it you know it could require taxpayers to fund elective abortions uh, in many cases. Uh, it would also force doctors and hospitals to perform abortions, even if it was against their conscience or their beliefs. Uh, it would require some employers with more than 14 people, even religious organizations, to cover abortions and health care insurance plans. And then you get into what you know we're very concerned about, which is uh, the issue of the uh, transgender uh, assignment. Now, we people of faith 
are against all forms of discrimination. We believe all people are created in God's eyes, and we, you know, support all protections against people from the LGBT plus community. And we realize they've suffered from unjust discrimination. But what this bill does is something completely uh, different, I think, in many ways that people don't understand what it would require. It would force, I think we talked about this before, as, as, as former jocks, you know, that force girls and women to compete against men right. in school sports, you know, takes away limited positions on women's teams for scholarships. Uh, it also, you know, compels uh, transgender assignments and uh, therapies uh, without parents involved. Uh, and, you know, again, this is, for many people of faith, you know, forcing them through the power of the state uh, to conduct their lives with, with which they don't, um, you know, share those uh, values uh, and principles. And it's really important, you know, we, we want to serve people as individuals in accordance with their human dignity. And no one should have, you know, their freedom to operate as such in accord with their Catholic faith. So, uh, you know, and then it goes on to do other things having to do with uh, charitable services, you know, that would have to do with sexual orientation or gender identity uh, within such as food or refugee service could be affected by the Quality Act because the financial impact upon them uh, would be, you know, terrible if they weren't in compliance. So all these things strike at religious freedom. And this week, you know, we in the faith are trying to promote the fact that, you know, we can't let our guard down. Uh, we can't allow uh, the politics uh, to supersede some of something that's, you know, fundamental uh, to our first, our first Amendment rights, which is really, you know, critical to the survival of this country. And, you know, we, uh, you know, people of faith, people of Catholic faith, you know, feel strong around it. And I think, you know, and I think we talked about a little, a little this before. Here's the ultimate, you know, absurdity of it was the, you know, it, pro, it, it prohibits free and truthful speech, you know, requiring people sometimes to use preferred pronouns and, yeah. you know, other other issues. I mean, it just, it's absurd. I mean, it, it's, it's not only uh, prohibits free speech, it compels speech. Um, so that does tie in with, you know, our ability you know, to freely assimilate, freely pray, freely, you know, pursue our lives as people of God and, and, and American citizens. And so, you know, we tend to, you know, forget that conveniently, but it's always important to come back to it. And, you know, the final piece for us is you know, sort of religious freedom week is also, you know, the promotion of, of alter, you know, religious schools, whether they're Catholic schools and those alternatives and have not have them marginalized by the secular, you know, sort of public school monopoly, um, where there are alternatives for people to pursue a, a, an education through a Catholic education, which has been proven time and again to be uh, a great benefit to those who take it, uh, you know, those who, um, you know, go through the, the, the rigors of a Catholic education and the Catholic school come out the much better on the other side. And we're not saying that, you know, that is, that's not the exclusion of anyone else, but, you know, allow those schools to operate without having to adhere to these new religious restrictions, uh, which makes, you know, their ability to survive even graver. So, you know, it's all 
every day should be Religious Freedom Day in this country. People should, even those who are not of faith, should understand that it's that freedom that everything else sort of flows from in our country. And that's sort of one of the reasons I, you were kind of enough to put me on today. As, you know, as we sort of get into uh, the summer months and, you know, reflect on well, what's going on with this pandemic. And as we return to the church and uh, our, you know, our attendance has been very, I can only speak for the Catholic side, has been very robust as people sort of uh, come back uh, to daily prayer and to weekend services and to all the aspects of the faith community. And that's a good thing um, for everybody. And um, we just hope that people will take the time to, you know, to reach out to your U.S. senators and say, you know, you have to oppose this Senate, Senate Bill 383. Doesn't it creates a, a really bad precedent, again, where the government uh, is imposing speech, it's restricting religious liberties, it's making people uh, do things that are against their religious beliefs, it's withholding money for Catholic and other charities if they don't comply and adhere to every letter of the law. And again, it gets into this insanity of you know uh, the destruction of the English language and the and, and using gender as a social construct, you know, gender is not a social construct. Gender is, is based on science. And I, I think as more and more people who may not be necessarily focused on this now are, are finding out about it, I think we talked a little earlier off, off mic about, you know, the issue of critical race theory is another one. Um, you know, people are really finding out about it and are getting involved, which is a good thing. They're not just shrugging their shoulders and saying, oh, this is the way it's got to be. Uh, people have a voice, and they should exercise that voice uh, as best they can. I agree. Uh, Christopher Healy, again, is our, our guest. We chat with him eh, once every couple months or so, executive director of the Connecticut Catholic Conference and chatting about a, a couple of different things. I, I wanted to get your opinion since you, you brought up the transgender issue, and I know this isn't necessarily state of Connecticut, Although it does feel like this transgender issue was born here in the state of Connecticut with the two track athletes who ended up winning uh, state state titles. But what do you think of uh, Laurel Hubbard, who is going to he she is going to compete in the Olympics as a power lifter? I mean, it's a biological male going up against females. Yes, that's I think the the you know New Zealand um, weightlifter. I mean, again, you know, these are things in the adult world, um, and, uh, you know, I think that's just up for the Olympic people to decide and what people are willing to accept. What, what the issue that we have is with children, you know, minors, uh, people who have, you know, very complicated issues with identity, sexual identity, and this rush from the secular world to require, you know, gender assignment surgeries, uh, you know, uh, just sort of empowering uh, children, you know, to make these decisions without their parents' involvement. We, you know, we don't think that's appropriate on an A level. Um, you know, it's a, it, you know, we have to have compassion. We have to have, uh, you know, show support and, and, and provide those protections for children who are engaged in these sort of decisions, these life decisions, and not put the state in charge of them uh, to decide that, well, if a 10-year-old decides that they want to have gender assignment surgery, that, you know, uh, uh, someone has to pay for it, someone has to sanction it. You know, all that stuff is very troubling. 
Uh, and again, it gets the state involved in something that is inherently a matter of between parents and children. You know, being a weightlifter, you know, from New Zealand who's a guy and decides he, he can be assigned as a woman, well, that was up to the New Zealand Olympic Committee, and it's up to the, you know, the, the National Committee. I, I think, you know, most people uh, are on to this and, you know, say that we have to be compassionate. But, again, gender is not a, it's not a social construct. And what, you know, we fear in the Catholic community is that, say, we have Catholic schools, and you know Catholic schools have high school teams and, uh, you know, middle school teams, and they play non-Catholic schools. Where this may lead, if, if, not, if people are not alert, is that if they start allowing transgender uh, athletes to play, how does that affect a Catholic school's playing that? If the Catholic school refuses to play, you know, a non-Catholic school because of transgender athletes, what, where does that lead? Right. You see what I mean? Yeah, I do. And, you know, for those young women who uh, dedicate themselves uh, in, to their athletic pursuits, uh, you and I both know as ex-jocks what it takes to, to, to really reach, reach that high level uh, and then to have all that dispersed because uh, a young man decides to identify as a woman who, just whatever sort of hormones or other treatments taken, they have physiological advantages that don't vanish. And, you know, someone is going to get hurt out there, as they say it goes. No question. When yeah. we're playing basketball, we're playing soccer or football, someone is going to get physically hurt, not to mention the obscenity of, of these young women who are now going to be denied uh, opportunities uh, based on, you know, a political decision to decide that, you know, gender doesn't mean anything. There is no, there is no gender definition. And I think most people... You know, you can. It's those are not mutually exclusive decisions. We can we can address the needs of the transgender community. We can protect their rights, but you don't protect someone's rights by taking someone else's rights away. And I think that's one of the issues that's very important that you know people of faith understand yeah. that we we love and and, and respect all people, uh, but you can't. Uh, but you know, you don't get there by denying someone their religious beliefs and rights. You know, to, to, to give one side an advantage over another. For decades, we've been working, or women have been working for equal rights, and, and basically, with the you know, stroke of a pen, you've eliminated a lot of that stuff. Hey, uh, just walking into the studio is an old coach, uh, my old coach, football coach, Christopher, and he's a science teacher over at, uh, at Fitch High School, and uh, he has been on this transgender issue from the beginning as well. He just wants to ask you or make a quick comment, if you sure. don't Sure. Well, you know, Christopher, it's funny you, you talk about the Catholic Church and because um, Northwest Catholic had a runner in 1997, and uh, my good friend Kath- Kathleen O'Neill uh, Riley was the coach there. And these two transgender athletes broke her record in a 200-meter dash and maybe one of the other ones, you know. And, and to me, that was one of the biggest uh, c- crimes of all time. This kid was a phenomenal athlete, and they won. Northwest Catholic won the state open track championship. With, at that time, it was allowed two athletes. They won two events each, maybe one won three, you know, and someone said, well, you know, how can you do that? But these two biological males come along, and they're running, you know, as females, and they were awarded state records in two events that, that were previously held by uh, a female athlete, which I thought was just a, uh, shameful. Yeah, I, 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 I was unaware of that. Um 
certainly uh, something obviously to look at at closely. I, I don't have an answer for you. Other no, than I, I, I mean I know the answer. Our, our state athletic governing board, the CIC, is completely gutless, and I, to me, their leadership is uh, just terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I was well. I don't necessarily want to open up a new war, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but I will tell you, I, I felt they've been somewhat inconsistent, especially with the issues around the pandemic as well. Oh, we were terrible that, that yeah. uh, issue. Chris, I got to go. I'm out of time. Any last thoughts before we run? Well, uh, not necessarily. Now that uh, I hope the coach, uh, you know, stays with it, and I just think people need, you know, parents, whether you're Catholic parents or you're regular parents. You need to get involved uh, and this summer in asking your Board of Ed people about these issues, whether they're transgender issues or critical race theory. You need to get involved. It's your children's education, their future, and and how we keep our, our, our society free and open and true to its Republican, uh, republic principles of a democratic republic. Chris, I got to go. We'll talk soon again. And Thank no you. No more carpenters. <laughs> better bar- bumpers than that. You wanted to drive into the uh, the rail, didn't you? You didn't oh want to. He's <laughs> really going soft on me here. Good Lord. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a better song All going right, out. Goodbye. All right, buddy. Christopher Healy, head of the uh, former head of the Republican Party, but now currently the head of the uh, Connecticut Catholic Conference. Good guy.